0: Let me tell you why you're here, you're here because you know something, what you know you can't explain, What you feel it, you felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world, you don't know what it is, but it's there. The other is 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 the splinter in your mind Driving you mad It is this feeling that has brought you to mind
1: Welcome To Truth Seekers Hello friends and welcome to the Seeker Podcast At service of change where we challenge reality Question at which we've been taught in hopes of inspiring A new direction of thought to bring about change I love that line from Morpheus That I put into the introduction of this song Like a splinter in your mind Driving you mad That is the feeling that has brought you to me. That resonates with me so strongly because I have that splinter in my mind some nights driving me insane in this search for truth. Tonight's show, I want to talk about the cancer revolution. I have some uh, very personal experiences with this battle, and I've come across some information that is life-changing, that is world-changing, that, that, that you need to hear about if you or anyone you know is, is dealing with this terrible, terrible disease. Uh, so I'm going to point you to some really good resources to check that out. Today, the date of this recording, January twentieth, two thousand seventeen, we saw President Trump take his oath of office today. There were protests in the streets. I'm going to cover that in the news, and that's what I'm going to do right now. is as jump into the news. If you haven't done so already, also check out what's going on with Daily Gnosis. It's a really awesome opportunity. If you enjoy my shows where I talk about uh, the you know the the spirituality aspects of things, the energy behind things. I'm reviewing the Gnostic text In small four minute increments And it's really powerful stuff Like As I said in previous shows As I'm as I'm going through this Nag Hammadi library That's over 1500 years old It reads like a science fiction novel In parts of it I'm just amazed at it So check it out Daily Gnosis You can find the links At serviceofchange.com As well Let's jump into the news. Some really interesting stuff. This first one comes to us again from Unknown Country. The mummified remains of numerous non-human entities have been uncovered in Peru. Peru seems to have some really interesting artifacts down there. A Peru-based archaeological organization has unveiled what they claim to be the mummified remains of a number of humanoid non-human creatures found in ancient tunnels in Cusco, Peru in January of 2016. The remains appear to be of numerous individuals of different sizes, including a diminutive humanoid with a disproportionately large head, a skull from a larger individual, and a three-fingered claw that belonged to an individual that is estimated to have been nine feet tall. Wow. You're going to want to check this article out. I'll have the links in the show notes. It's to Unknown Country where they have more on this. Uh, They have a little video in there as well that you can check out. They did find even blood in one of these samples. Now, they haven't been able to get the DNA tested. Apparently, they don't have the money for it at this point in time. Uh, I'll be interested to look into this a little bit further. If any of you have information, please send it my way to see if they're going to be able to get this DNA tested. But that's that's a pretty exciting find. I'm not going to jump the gun and say, oh, it's definitely a non-human species. Well, obviously, it's a non-human species, but this is definitely the smoking gun we're looking for. But that's pretty exciting at a bare minimum that's exciting that that research is out there and that they they may have uncovered something so keep your eyes open for that you're probably not going to hear much about it in the, in the mainstream you're going to have to know where to dig for it if you find anything else on it please send it my way another story from space.com that caught my attention could dark streaks in Venus's clouds be signs of alien life I know that makes people uncomfortable sometimes not talking about little green men, no, they're talking about microbial life. The question of life on Venus of all places is intriguing enough that a team of U.S. and Russian scientists working on a proposal for a new mission to the second planet named Vernera D are considering including the search for life in its mission goals. All go, if all goes as planned, an unmanned aerial vehicle could one day be cruising the thick sulfuric acid clouds of Venus to help determine whether dark streaks that appear to absorb ultraviolet radiation could be evidence of microbial life. You can read more about this through the show notes. That'll link you to space.com and their article. What would that mean for us if they found microbial life in our one of our neighboring planets within our solar system? Well, that really just ups the ante that we are going to find intelligent life somewhere in the vastness of this gigantic, almost infinite universe that we exist within. Fascinating stuff. I love tracking these these stories to see where it goes, see what we're going to uncover. All right, looking at the inauguration, this one comes to us from WTOP.com. Protests parallel inauguration, 217 arrests for rioting. I'm sure many of us saw these video clips of this on the news on the feeds today. In Washington, protesters halted traffic on a major highway, set a car on fire, threw rocks at police, and swarmed streets a few blocks from the White House as Donald Trump's supporters celebrated his presidential inauguration on Friday. A total of 217 people were arrested after violence broke out just before Trump was to be sworn in as the 45th president of the United States. They were charged with rioting and will appear in court Saturday morning," said interim DC police chief Peter Nusham. You can read more about this as well at the links through the show notes. But I, again, I just I, I don't get it. I don't get the protests. I I am not against people's right to assemble. I'm really not. I think that's a wonderful thing. You have your free speech. You're going to assemble. You're going to protest. You disagree with it. You want your voice to be heard. But what is your end goal besides just throwing a little bit of chaos and ruining people who have nothing to do with, with you or this issue? You're ruining their stuff and their day. I think it's misguided. Now, they did smash the window for, from a bank of an America, and I, I thought that was pretty funny. But ultimately, these protests, they're they're unorganized. You have no no major goal, no major objective other than to really just kind of be loud and disruptive. Put that desire, put that drive for change into something productive. There is so much potential in grassroots movements and I hope that that, that we can take that frustration. If you're frustrated with Trump being president, do something good with it. Make a change. Get involved. Stop breaking stuff. You're just part of the problem at this point. That's all I'm going to say about that But that, that's just that's just really frustrating to me To see this again We are still we still haven't learned our lesson So I don't know what, what Donald Trump's going to bring uh, I, I didn't vote for him I didn't vote for anybody for president Because I was so fed up with this entire political process This will not be a show about politics I promise But I hope he ends up surprising those of us Who really weren't a fan of him Myself included I hope he does something wonderful I really do I hope he can live up to the hype We'll see. I think it's going to be an interesting journey in my opinion, but uh, I guess only time will tell what's going to happen with that. So let's, let's talk about cancer. Horrible disease. Kills millions of people every single year. Destroys lives. I mean, it's, it's a bad, bad thing. And I have a personal connection to this battle, to this struggle. It's probably one of the reasons why I do this show is because I lost my father to cancer back in 2013. And it was such a traumatic experience, not just because I had to watch my father die, but because I watched helplessly as my father's doctors continually failed him and they failed my family. And That was very frustrating for me. We started to uncover while my father was sick that there was a better way that the chemo and the drugs they push weren't necessarily the best option. Now, if you have cancer, if you tell me, you know, has cancer, I'm not telling you how to get treatment. It's up to you to make a decision on your journey. But what I am saying is that you should at least look at the resources that I'm going to link in the show notes here and understand that there are other options out there. Some of those options might be better. Many of those options have an incredibly high survival rate with so much less pain and discomfort, according to these survivors. Something I want to be aware of. Something you also need to be aware of is the conspiracy. There's that dangerous, scary buzzword. The agreement among multiple people and organizations to suppress the knowledge of these alternative cures that don't involve pharmaceutical drugs. Now let me jump back six months prior to my father getting sick. Might have even been 2012, summer of 2012, summer of 2013. I'm in my backyard, I'm gardening and I get this intuitive voice in my head and it tells me you need to change your diet. Now I've had those intuitions come to me time and time again. So I'm under, I am understand the process. I understand what it means. I understand when I need to follow it and look into it. So I went and I did i did a little bit of research, came across all these crazy diets that didn't make any sense to me until I, I hit the alkaline diet. And what the alkaline diet states is that when your blood is acidic based on the foods that you're eating that create acid in your system, diseases such as cancer, but not just cancer, are able to thrive. They're able to spread, and it's harder for your body's immune system to react because your immune system is stressed in those conditions. If your bloodstream is more alkaline, you're eating healthier foods, a lot of raw vegetables uh, is a better way to get that alkalinity within your body. Now your body's in optimal condition, your immune system can really take care of business. That's the watered-down nutshell version of this. So I come across this. I said, that's interesting. I'm going to start that. I started delving into it. Then my son was born. Then I went back to school and I was teaching. And, and it, it was just, I had a lot going on in my life. And changing your diet a major thing. So I said, all right, well, I'll, I'll dabble with this, but I'm not ready to go crazy with it yet. Fast forward six months. My father gets sick. I start not trusting his doctors. And I said to myself, let me look at alternative cures the first thing that came up and it came up repeatedly every time I looked into alternative treatments and they talked about diet came back to the alkaline diet is essential when you are dealing with cancer. So to me, that was my validation. Hey, that intuitive voice I heard was the voice that was driving this. It's important. It's a connection. It's what we need to be doing. I tell that story because I'm trying to continue to spread awareness about that electromagnetic connection that intuition that we're capable of getting information that's important to us there's a greater component to this I'm going to talk a little bit about this conspiracy, I'm going to give you some resources this past week I came across a documentary it's just, it's, they're actually releasing new episodes every day, I think this week and next week, I think there's 8 or 9 episodes, or 2 hours long, from thetruthofcancer.com I will have the, the link in the show notes. This is what you need to look at. This is what you need to watch. The information they have in here. He did an interview with over over 100 doctors he interviewed. He got patient and survivor testimony. I'm not even through all of these yet, and I'm overwhelmed. I thought I knew what was going on, and I was on the right track, but they break it down so much better. And w- what gets me angry is when they talk about how medicine was changed in order to make a profit. Because you can't make money off of an herb. But you can make money off of a chemical that mimics an herb. And that's exactly what this the Med- American Medical Association has done. Under the direction initially of the Carnegie and Rockefeller Foundations. And I'll talk about that briefly. But the point of this show is not to steal the information they have. And put it on my show make my show sound great. It's really to direct you there. I have no affiliation with them whatsoever. I don't want anybody to ever go through what my family went through with my father. So take the time and check it out. But I know a lot, of, a lot of my listeners out there are interested in these conspiracies and things that are going on. And what I'm going to say is that if you want to start a revolution, this is a revolution. And it does not mean violence in any way, shape, or form. It is change. It is raw change. It is power to understand health. And how you can treat yourself from a majority of the ailments you may encounter in your life with natural substances, without giving money to big pharma. We have the power to bankrupt big pharma for what they are doing. Now, one of my frustrations when my father was sick is that they misdiagnosed him. And then they told him, You're going to be fine. Your cancer is highly treatable. Maybe they made a mistake. I honestly don't think so, but I'm personal. I'm close to this, so that's a whole different different argument. But my biggest frustration was when he was undergoing chemotherapy. They told him, eat whatever you want. You need to gain weight. Put frosting on everything. Now, sugar is the worst thing you can give cancer. One of the worst things. Because sugar feeds cancer. It causes that bloodstream of yours to become acidic. The more sugar you have in your system. The acidic bloodstream allows cancer to spread and grow more rapidly. And those doctors told him, put frosting on everything. So, they don't even... Either it was... I don't know if they know this. They should. So, it was either ignorant or it was intentional. Either way, somebody who's treating cancer patients should understand this fundamental. If I can understand that, I don't know anything about medicine, a doctor should be able to understand, not to tell somebody to eat sugar. So moving on. This documentary talks about it. It gives some great information about the history of how this came about, how this ignorance came about. And ultimately back in uh, let's see, it looks like 1910, back in the, in the early 1900s, there were multiple schools of medicine that were out there, naturopathy, homeopathy, there was herbal medicine, and then they were starting to have these pharmaceutical medicine schools as well. And they worked. The natural stuff, it worked. It cured people. Well, Carnegie and Rockefeller Foundation hired somebody by the name of Abraham Flexner to, to do an investigation into, me, into medical schools in America and, I believe, Canada. So he does this investigation, and I, I had the whole... It's, it's, it's basically a book. I have this whole report. I'll have the links to it in the show notes. But basically what he said was, the majority of these medical schools in America are, are, are no good. Now keep in mind, he was funded by the people who had a financial interest in the pharmaceutical companies. Ultimately, this report led to the closing of all these other herbal, natural remedy type of schools that worked. But his report said they're no good, so they shut them down. Now, The Rockefeller and Carnegie Foundations starts investing money into the schools that are teaching pharmaceuticals. They get their people on the board, and they now dictate what's going to be taught to doctors. They scrapped all the natural stuff, and they start pushing chemical and pharmaceuticals. And now doctors are trained. Treat people with drugs, treat people with chemicals. Well, what is a drug or a chemical? They take a plant. They say, why does this plant heal somebody? They isolate the compound within that plant, and then they replicate it with a drug because they can market it, they can sell it, they can patent it, and they can make a ton of money off of it. Instead of saying, hey, go in your backyard and grow some mint and eat a cup of mint a day, and you're going to get better. No, they want to give you a drug, charge your insurance company $2,000 for one pill, and get rich off of it, off of your suffering and disease, when you could just go make your own stuff in the backyard. That's the conspiracy there. And one of these conspiracies was uncovered, and again, I, I'm paraphrasing parts of this documentary, and I, and I don't want to steal their thunder, so go do your homework, go watch this documentary, go look at the links I'm going to put up there. But this comes from the New York Times back in uh, August 29th, 1987, Chicago, August 28th, excuse me, the American Medical Association led an effort to destroy the chiropractic profession by depriving its practitioners of association with medical doctors and by calling them unscientific cultists or worst. A federal district judge has ruled. Judge Susan gitz described the conspiracy as systematic long-term wrongdoing and the long-term intent to destroy a licensed profession in the ruling late Thursday in an an antitrust lawsuit filed in 1976. The decision said that the nation's largest physicians groups led a boycott by doctors intended to contain and eliminate the chiropractic profession. The AMA, who's supposed to oversee your health care, was found guilty by a federal district judge for conspiring to get rid of chiropractic doctors in the United States of America. Why? Because it threatened their bottom line. It threatened pharmaceuticals. Now, I've shared my experiences. I'm just one guy. I don't have an MD behind my name. But I've shared my experiences with what has worked in my life that doesn't involve taking pharmaceuticals. And if you're on medicine, i got to give my legal disclaimer. Don't stop taking your pills right now and go take herbs. You need to... I gotta say it, you gotta speak with your doctor and you gotta figure all that stuff out. That's your decision. But all right, now I can't get sued for saying that. This is real. And I, I watched this documentary and I just I, I remembered my father and what he went through and how horrible it was. And it, you know, the, the, the Smashing Pumpkin song came to mind. Despite all my rage, I'm still just a rat in a cage. And that's how I feel sometimes because the food is the food is bad, the water's bad, the air's getting bad, the soil's getting bad. It's so difficult to find something without carcinogens, which are cancer-causing compounds, in our food supply. So what do we do? Educate ourselves. We're not rats in a cage, although it may feel that way sometimes. And I encourage you to listen to previous shows where I, I, I hope that I offer a lot of options and alternatives because if we can understand this, if I can learn it, anybody can learn it, understand how your body works, understand the benefits of good nutrition you're going to have to cut out a lot of that junk, a lot of that stuff that's real cheap and easy and affordable to buy you're going to have to cut it out, you may have to give up something you like to afford healthier food or you may have to give up some of your time to grow some of your own food that is the revolution, though. You, If you can make those changes, if they can't have that power over your health anymore, well, that's empowering. Because now I'm at a stage when most of the things that my children get, that my wife gets, that I get, I have a way to fix it that is something I can get at the grocery store, something I can get out of an essential oil, something I can grow myself. I'm able to care for my family. And if you have children... It's very scary when your children get sick. I personally hate relying on some chemical that I have to go to the store and spend my money on that might, that's gonna mask my kids' symptoms. I know that with the nutritional stuff I give my children when they're sick and when they're well, that it's fighting disease and boosting their immunity. And to me, that is priceless and it doesn't cost much. I think I spend three bucks for ginger, which I use in a lot of my, my medicines because it's it's anti-inflammatory properties. works great. It's great for nausea, great for a whole bunch of stuff. Garlic, turmeric, apple cider vinegar, a, a whole wealth of essential oils. These are the things that we can use to treat our everyday ailments and symptoms. Now I want to talk about one more thing. You can't talk about alternative treatments for cancer without talking about harry hoxie and what this documentary starts getting into is the alternative treatments out there they list the research that supports these alternative treatments and they have the stories and the testimony of people who have gone through these treatments one guy's in there he said he had he was given three days to live and that was eight and a half years ago because he went on these alternative treatments and has been cancer free ever since It's fascinating. You need to check it out. Uh, I'm going from the HoxieBiomedical.com. Harry Hoxie, when he was 18 years old, I'm reading from this website now, his father suddenly took ill as he lay dying. He gave Harry the secret family tonic to the power to effectively treat cancer. His father made Harry promise to give this treatment to patients everywhere everywhere who could not afford conventional medical treatment, all the while warning him that the medical establishment would not take lightly this alternative treatment. And that's exactly what happened. I'm going to paraphrase here, but there's a lot of documentaries out there about this cancer-forbidden cure being another one. That That's a great breakdown of what happened with Harry Oxy, but he was treating thousands of people. And ultimately, the American Medical Association stepped in and said, we'd like to buy your treatment. Show us that it works. And he showed them that it worked They believed him and they said, we want to buy this. And I believe he may even signed the document. And then he said, but this needs to be made available to everybody. And they basically told him, we can't guarantee that it will be made available to everybody. We can't guarantee that we're going to make it available to anybody. They basically told him they were going to bury this treatment. So he refused it. Didn't sign off on it. Then they start harassing him. He was arrested countless times. His clinics were raided uh, and they really came after him in trying to shut this down because he threatened their entire industry. So ultimately, at, right before he passed, he handed it off to uh, his head nurse, Mildred Nelson, and he had her move this whole um, clinic to Tijuana, Mexico, three miles south of the border where they treat and cure thousands of patients every year who are dealing with cancer. And I'll have the link to their website up there. Read their story. Check it out. It's, it's a wealth of information there. They're doing wonderful things. If you know somebody with cancer, please consider at least checking this out. Listen to these documentaries that are out there. Sign up for them. They're giving you alternative options. They're giving you Hope. They're imp- it's empowering We, I say all the time we have more power than we realize we need to start using that power and it starts by getting informed you can go stand in the street and scream all day and break windows or you can absorb some knowledge and apply that knowledge in a way that's going to benefit you and the people you care about and it may just save some lives these documentaries go into so much more I- I'm not going to just sit here and paraphrase them You know, I shared my own experience with it. I shared what I think are the the highlights right now. I still have several more to watch. I hope you'll you'll check that out, especially if you or someone you know is facing this journey. You want change? This is it right here. Small changes among the masses have a massive impact around the world, as I always say. Start with yourself, then with your family. I'm at a point now, I've got colleagues, I've got friends, they message me, they call me, hey, I've got this ailment, and, and I'm, I'm no expert. I know a few things. I know a little bit, but I got people that are calling me right now because they see it works for me. Or They say, hey, I'm not feeling well. I say, hey, try this, and it works. So now they call me, and I love it. I'm so happy to be able to help people with stuff like this. You can do the same thing. Imagine if we all were able to do that, and the secret gets out. That would shut this industry down. It's not that far-fetched of an idea. Okay, I, I, I can keep going, you know, Again this is this is near and dear to my heart. One more thing I want to say, this documentary makes a connection between Bayer, the you know the the drug company Bayer and the Holocaust. That is wow. <laughs> it, it blew me away. So you're going to want to check that out again. The, the links will be at servicetochange.com to check out what this truth about cancer documentary and this project is all about. I think it'll be Time well spent for you. On a different note, if you haven't done so already, I hope that you'll check out the daily Gnosis that I've been putting out there Monday through Friday. I think I'm two weeks into it right now, two or three weeks into it. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I'm really enjoying the evolution of service of change, and, and, and I'm thankful for all of you that have continued to listen. If, if you enjoy my discussions about when I talk about this energetic field and this connection that we have could be discussed as spirituality, that higher states of consciousness, altered states of consciousness, altered reality. I'm going through the Nag Hammadi library, which is, which is a a group of scrolls basically that were found in 1945 near Nag Hammadi, e- e- um, Egypt. And these documents were written by the Gnostics, were untouched until they were found in 1945, so they weren't altered during you know 400 A.D. when Constantine went through and and you know edited and cleansed the bible uh, took a lot of stuff out of it so these are the gnostic writings what survived because they saw the writings on the wall they're exterminating all of us let's put this in writing let's hide them somewhere and that's exactly what happened so as i'm going through this I, sometimes i want to scream with what i'm reading in here it reads like i said before it reads like a science fiction novel uh talking about alternate realities uh alter, altered states of consciousness alter other intelligences beyond mankind I mean it's fascinating stuff when you read it with this lens I, and I feel like the, the people back then the ancients understood this then we forgot it because of you know conspiracies to dumb us down now there really is a remembrance of this we're, we're starting to uncover this again because I'm seeing it in my personal experience some of these things and then I'm finding the research on it and now I'm reading it in another source here. So Daily Gnosis, it's about a four-minute video Monday through Friday where I take one subject, one paragraph, and I break it down, and it gives you something that's going to keep you thinking the rest of the day. So I hope you'll check it out. The links are at serviceofchange.com to the YouTube channel where I have it hosted. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, please. I'm trying to grow that as well. And don't forget to sign up for the secret newsletter. Every week, every Sunday, the Secret newsletter comes out right to your inbox. It's got the links to the latest episode of the Secret Podcast. It's got show notes. It's got more. It's got any special announcements from me uh, and a whole host of good stuff. And I'm going to continue to approve upon that platform as well. So please check that out. And you'll get access to read my free ebook, I Am Human and We Are Not Who We Think We Are. If you enjoy this stuff, I promise you'll enjoy that book. That's all the time I have, friends. I'm Dennis Nappy the second with Service of Change where small changes among the masses can have a massive impact around the world, I encourage you to be that change. Never stop questioning, and keep an open mind. Thank you.